Good morning, good evening, everybody. I hope the podcast again finds you well. I hope you guys are safe. I hope you guys are healthy. And I'm sending everyone out there a happy Mother's Day and just whatever you're doing. Um, We got to get into it tonight because this takes a lot out of me actually doing so. If I could be very real and transparent, I want to say I hope you can hear the sleep in my voice because... That's what I'm coming up from. It is now 1.20 a.m. my time, Mother's Day, which is May 10th, 2020 of this year. Um, Had it not been for my son, baby boy, and my husband, I don't think I would be recording this podcast, y'all. We're going to be transparent tonight because I'm going to be all the way real. I don't think I want to skip and actually... Uh, fail to acknowledge the fact that um, the hard parts about being a creator, the hard parts about actually producing content, the hard parts about actually going forward with things you don't feel like doing, not for yourself, but for maybe your listeners, maybe for somebody else, maybe somebody else needs it. And to also keep up with what you're what you promised yourself, because the reason I started this whole podcast journey, y'all, is is because I felt like there was something greater in me um, that I just kind of needed to, of course, put out to the world. And hopefully you guys have received it. I feel a great reception from you all, and I'm just hoping it's reciprocated. Um, but tonight, especially this week, from Monday morning of this week... <laughs> Since uh, the beginning of this week, I have been exhausted. Um, I have been challenged emotionally. I have been tested left and right. Um, We have had some very very unforeseen circumstances. Very heavy is all I could just say. Emotionally um, challenging news, whether it be from... Just just the news outlets, people have died over the week. Mother's Day has brought up, of course, grief um, that we have, of course, failed to acknowledge or always has a wave of grief that comes around the times like this for those who have lost mothers or are mothers without that actual uh, father component to help them along. So there's a lot of things attached to what's currently going on that I'm actually feeling Um you know, I just I wouldn't always like to say that I'm an empath, but y'all I am feeling it right now. So to be honest, this week has been very, very difficult. Had it not been for, like I said, baby boy waking up, I don't know if I would have been able to produce produce anything for this episode this week. You know, I would have felt I would have felt like content would have been thrown together. But because gumbo is best served hot, it got the humility. I'm going to be open with y'all always. I'm going to always have openness and optimism. Um, And I have to be transparent. It's going to have to happen tonight. So with all that said, um, this episode is definitely called I'm Not Okay. And I don't expect whomever listening to this to be okay too. Um, Don't force yourself to be okay. Uh, Understand that that slogan that cliche that it's okay to not be okay that stands here because since may 4th the beginning of this week till today i have felt this entire week 
go by. Um, there have been some un... It's just not... I keep on saying un, and I'm trying my best to put into words what it is. It's just... this just inconveniences. Um, it's not even un. It's just I feel undone. I feel just un... I just... Not unlike myself. Um, so... If I could do anything, it's just that I'm sending love and light to you, whomever's feeling the same way, whoever's feeling maybe brought down by this whole pandemic, lazy, kind of heavy feeling, groggy, tired, cabin fever, uh, really just wanting, craving that touch from maybe another individual or just craving just being around your family. I was so happy to see my mom today, y'all, like hadn't seen her since the beginning of the pandemic, well before March, maybe the end of February. And I didn't realize I was missing that component of home. Um, and I was just happy and blessed to see her and that she's doing well. And, you know, those people that kind of was really self-quarantining to, of course, be more, um, just be more caring about those those elderly people around you. Just like, look, I'm not doing this for me, but I'm also just staying inside for you. Um it's just, you know, I commend those that are able to strong enough to do it. And I'm just glad my mom was just like, you know what? I just want to see you and I want to see my grandchildren. And I also want to get my hair done. So shout out to y'all. Okay, let's jump into it um, this evening because I don't want to keep y'all or stay before you any longer. I do thank everybody that checked out last week's episode of Secure the Bag. I love the reception I'm getting from Mind Your Business series, that three-part series from the partnership to, of course, raising brand, to, of course, securing the bag. Um, and we have to understand today, I, I was reminded by my cousin Candy that we have to be stewards of the bag. And shout out to Michael Todd at Transformation Church that we have just been getting our messages from. And we have been fed and led by them for a year and a half. And just to be honest, um, it's just been good to know that you don't necessarily have to fight and pull and, and scrape and, and and do whatever for a bag that probably means nothing to you. Like we talked about, it should be, should be tied to your passion. Um, but be good stewards over it. Once you get that bag, be 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 mindful of it. You know, as far as investments are concerned, and are you giving? You know, are you you know, are you going to share a part of you or keep those or bury your money, so to speak? And I'm using air quotes. I love air quotes. Are you going to bury your money to the point where you're not Investing it into yourself, into anyone, sowing it, reaping it, and building more crops out of the seeds that you're getting. Um, so just be mindful of that. Be a steward over the bag. Don't bury the money you're getting and just stay stagnant. You know, make that replicate, make that multiply. Um, the other thing I just wanted to kind of put a sprinkle of on the highlight this week is Happy Mother's Day. Um, to just all the mothers out there that's just doing their thing. Uh, those people that have lost mothers. I have so many friends, y'all. Shout out to them. I don't want to, you know, uh, be transparent in a way of releasing names. And I just should, because I, I don't know how they're feeling about that. But I know for certain I have a handful of people in my mind right now that I'm sending prayers to. Because I don't have the luxury. Uh, or, or should I say I have the luxury to have my mother here. And I, I don't take that lightly at all um, in watching Facebook videos where people have broken down as a result of them just not being able to talk, touch, see their mom, tell them things. I don't take that thing for granted because of you. And um, I'm here with you. I stand with you. I'm 
if you want me to if you need to talk what have you just reach out to me I do uh, think that these times of celebrations or celebratory times like this we we don't realize how those connections really mean to us um, that a motherly figure is so so important um, those people that we we're birthed from women and to be to be honest that connection is not taken for granted especially not for me also those women that have gone through um, where whether it's you know issues with with conception and of the, those that have um, lost children uh, happy Mother's Day to you too um, I think that's also a, a part of that grief content or a context that we don't really acknowledge um, or we that we fail to acknowledge that sometimes Happy Mother's Day could be a trigger for somebody that that Mother's Day may not be so happy because they don't have that baby that physical baby but Happy Mother's Day to you just because you don't have that physical representation you are still mothering someone here in this earth and if you're mentoring somebody Happy Mother's Day to you be mindful that Mother's Day expands over a, a mass of women okay no one's excluded from it um, stepmothers and so on and so forth there's people that are mothering that are doing the work being a mother you know it's a very strong word um, you can have children you can birth babies but you can also miss those things and I don't take those things for granted either so happy Mother's Day okay and the trending topic if I can do anything on the up and up and, and rise above any energy that I have would be what's trending tonight is that Erica Badu and Jill Scott had done something for the culture and I know that if you're a person like myself I'm 32 years old I grew up with these women I admire both I felt jaded at first when I saw that this was going to be a versus battle between two of the most wonderful the, the top epic cannot be matched neo soul singers of all time um of all time uh Jill Scott is my wife I have married her. She's been my wife for a very long time. But Erica Badu is the homie. So it was very, very hard for me to to, to even imagine like, okay, is this going to be what Teddy Riley and them has, you know, and Swiss and, and Dr. Dre had intended it to be? Or is it really going to be something else? And it was exactly what it what they wanted it to be. They uplifted each other. They encouraged each other. They didn't live any, they didn't leave anything to, to chance or to say, you know, we're doing this, we're battling. It wasn't a battle at all. If anything, it was a celebration of good music. It was good feelings. It was light. No one had, they had positive things to say about, you can't say anything bad about Jill and Erica. Nothing about their music is bad. Their tone, their voice, everything is right. But can we be clear? Because I'm, I'm taking a little tour, a little detour. Can we be clear since I'm being transparent tonight? I love my wife. But if it was a battle battle, Erica would take it. Now, somebody's going to say, Sagan, now you just said the love and light. I'm still sending love and light, but I'm also sending real. Erica would take it. And I'm just saying it for the culture. As far as producers, producer element is concerned, the content of her music. Um, not saying that the substance don't come from both of them because it does. It's top notch on both ends. But. Y'all know more as far as mainstream is concerned. Erica has taken on that that role. Now, if we're talking mogul, okay, if we're talking about actress, all right, y'all going to say Jill and I will say 
yes you're right too so i'm so glad that they flipped the coin on this one and didn't let it land because at this point both of these beautiful women gave us what we needed tonight everything on my timeline was like this is so therapeutic it was it was it's just what we needed that vibe was really there and i hate that we use in vibe a lot that's a catchphrase that's trendy but it really was a vibe like it was something so <laughs> illuminating that we just had to kind of just like breathe it was a breath of fresh air that we didn't have to think for a moment but the nostalgia was there okay i'm gonna move from erica and them and just say thank everyone for have who subscribed to the gumbo who is listening to the gumbo who is providing feedback to the gumbo who is adding their turkey leg neck smoke bones gizzards hearts sausage chicken today to our gumbo because y'all really are my family like legit we are doing this together as far as where the content comes from is is from y'all and where the feelings come from is from y'all this show gets better and better because of you all being honest with me thank you i don't take a subscriber lightly and i don't take feedback with just a grain of salt i don't i take it and i apply it and hopefully you guys have seen it reflected in my content and the passion that I'm given. I am actually up this morning because I don't want to miss a beat. Somebody needs to hear this. So let's roll right into I'm not okay. And here's why. Um, we had tragedies in our family that began this, this week. Tragedies to the point where I can't even mention it. Okay, I can't even go into detail about it. But what I will say is that those tragedies roll into all the tragedies I'm seeing on social media as a result of being disproportionately outraged, <laughs> ostracized, silenced, criticized, whether it be from the the uh, cops, um, just kind of the way they're the way that they affiliate and, and, and treat our black and brown people. I can only speak to myself because I'm speaking to the African-American experience. I have been a victim of of racially charged sayings, racially charged events. So this is a trigger for me to see videos constantly shared of someone's death. Rest in peace, Ahmad Arbery. But to not say things at the same moment would be, be like uh, uh, just something cowardly because I have had those exposures and experiences. I've also had the exposure and experiences of being in predominantly white environments with, f with people I call friends that have also heard the same racially charged things said to me without even speaking up. Hear me when I say this. I have experienced expressed openly my opinion as to why the black experience and the and things beginning to change will not happen if there is no allyship or someone of the other hue speaking on our behalf and hear me when I say this that I've been having to check my biases at the door when I say stuff like this because at the end of the day I have a family I have a job all these things circulate around being around people of different ethnicities. I don't. And I, I check myself every day. 
if I have to tiptoe around things to make sure I'm culturally competent and sensitive to the other people, to anyone else's experiences aside from my own, then I feel like that's the same right and expectation of everybody else I come in contact with. I've noticed that this is secondary post-traumatic stress for a lot of people, including myself. I've felt the weight of the death of his death, not only because I have two black sons, but also because I, I feel like other people are seeing this as a re, it, our introduction to a, a young man is through his death, gruesome death caught on film. I have to keep putting that into context that to be honest, sharing the video because I've been listening in on a lot of different things and I have to check my own mental health, happy mental health awareness month because May has been really heavy already. It's just like that is traumatic in itself to see it constantly shared. So preserve your energy, y'all. If y'all can't see things like that, which I cannot, people was like, you need to see something. Oh, did you see this one? Because in the in the week span, we've also seen Ahmad, but we've also seen how disproportionately we've been treated by the police when it's when it's due to mask enforcement in New York City. We've also seen how we've been knelt down, punched, kicked, screamed, handcuffed, shot as a result of not wearing masks, where there's mass crowds of people of other races that have that luxury and privilege of being handed a mask. This is the thing, y'all. This is the America we live in. We have often felt powerless. We can't get that power back once it's taken from us. I think the bigger deal about it is the lack of control we have over other people. And it won't be us. When I say us, I mean because I'm an African-American woman. If that shocked you and you just heard that just right now because that's of all the other things that you've been listening to, you didn't think I was black. I am. And if that somehow changes the way you feel about me or the gumbo, I bid you adieu. But without 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 question, I am. I stand in it because I have to I have to be this every day. So this is something I can't hide. This is something I won't hide from. This is something I teach my children. My best friend when I my first best friend ever introduction to anything in life when I was little my first best 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 friend was a Caucasian female that's just what it was best friend um as a result of that I kind of already was exposed to another race didn't even see that as such because to be honest she was my sister um I don't know how anyone else had been raised. I'm from a very small rural town that of course has shown me how hate really thrives um, because this small town is very small minded and these minds aren't open to change. And when it does happen, they feel very uncomfortable with calling out their own biases such as when I tell people that it took until 2004, I didn't say 1984, 74, 64, I said 2004, until we had integrated proms. You're going to think I'm lying, but you can look this up in history. <laughs> you, like, you can literally Google this. These things happen around us. We become numb and immune to them. We sit here in traffic and whistleblow as the persons that are being ostracized and of course being objectified in such a way 
we our voices aren't heard unless they're amplified by somebody else of the other side these are how wars are won we have to infiltrate not necessarily like ourselves no harriet tubman can we just do a small history lesson before i end this Harriet Tubman would not have what she has or be who she is had it not been for allyship. She would not have a home to stay in when she needed to rest, food to eat, when she needed to to feed those who she was helping across. She wouldn't even have a path had it not been where she could pinpoint and stop and where she could go. She created these relationships with these people but it first took those people to say you know what what you're doing is the right thing and I want a part of it I want to be a part of it and I'm not afraid to be a part of that so it took me a while to get here y'all because I used to think that you know the revolution would not be televised this is going to be us this is this is uh, um, our problem to deal with we can do this we can build our communities we still can simultaneously that has to be amplified by standing on a platform of the persons that are of course you know causing in a sense of seeing us in a different way they have to in turn change their hearts and if this week hasn't shown us that togetherness is something that from the mother's day stuff like all of this is interconnected and, and intertwine and even today I had to check my own biases just like you know what as a result of things happening things missing you're being of course accusatory based off of somebody's whatever I've I'm guilty of that you all whether it be a man um that has um taken control over a situation and I feel like he has maybe used his power in such a way that the woman feels uncomfortable and maybe I was wrong you know what I'm saying and it, to to be th that that's the point I have to first see my fault for me to even see clearly to someone else the saying saying you weren't right that wasn't right I'm gonna always say no I didn't mean to do that if I don't have a change of heart the heart posture is so important, y'all. So this week has been a lot of grief, powerlessness, lack of control, voicelessness, like where people just don't feel like they're being heard. And of course, elimination of biases. I'm not okay, y'all. And it's okay to not be okay. I didn't expect to get into the mental health talk much and, you know, much later into the month, but it's the beginning. <laughs> Mental health awareness is not just, of course, the month of May. We observe it. We object. We pretty much um, amplify it. I'm not going to say object. We pretty much amplify it in the month of May. We kind of push the push the mold and push those agendas. But we break the stigma for those people that are working constantly in this field every day. And to be honest, first checking our biases at the door. So if you're a medical professional, if you are a person of the law, providing law, uh, for uh, our law-abiding law citizens, if you're enforcing the law, check your bias at the door. If you are, of course, helping people of another nationality, ethnicity, understand that those biases probably have came from a societal input to you. Okay, you've learned that environmentally that these group of people have done X, Y, Z. It's your responsibility to do your research and to change that narrative for yourself with your encounters with them. Are you going to add to the problem or be a contributing factor to, of course, help those issues become better? I don't have much other to say tonight. I'm just going to be honest. I have 
put a lot of effort into trying to safeguard myself. I am exhausted, though. I legit fell asleep on y'all. Had it not been for Jesus? (laughs) Y'all have a good night. I am still sending love and light. My prayer to you tonight is that whatever you're going through, that someone is going to help you get through that problem and you're going to have that voice or that strength to tell them what exactly what that problem is. You're going to find the words to put into place and tell us what's going on. You're going to also have that resource and the source to actually help you get through it. My prayer for you tonight is that wherever you are, wherever you're hurting, that you're healed, that that healing begins, if not completely healed. So y'all have a good night.